So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swar, and today, y'all, we have an awesome guest with us. She is, among many things, she has been the – she's listed as a Forbes 30 under 30. She's she's got a TEDx talk coming out. She's the co-founder and CEO of an awesome company called Sweatpack, where they're doing doing incredible things for not just – the trainer, uh, but the consumer as well, and how to bridge that gap and make a very awesome uh, experience for both and everyone involved. So uh, without further ado, Umama, welcome to the show. Hello, and hello, Atlanta. I'm so excited to be here today and help. thank you for connecting our active Atlanta community. Oh, of course. You know, I, I appreciate that. I don't think anybody's ever said thank you for connecting the active Atlanta community. So, oh, um, so important. <laughs> Seriously. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. And so, I mean, my goodness, we were talking a little bit before the show, and you—I I just recently read this book um, by Matthew McConaughey called Green Lights, and oh, he's got a life that kind of makes you wonder. Like, he's done so much with his life, kind of makes you wonder what you're doing with yours. <laughs> and just by you talking, you have a very similar timeline in terms of what you're doing. You are always on, it seems like, and always moving forward, and always trying to progress towards the next thing. So. I guess you know, I typically tell people like, uh, you know, give us a little bit of a background of who you are and where you're trying to go, but. That'd be a that'd be a long story, too long for this podcast. So, <laughs> um, I got a I short a synopsis. Bit, yeah, right. Like, uh, let's hear like what is Sweatpack exactly, and then what was kind of the um, inspiration for such a company? Yeah, well, I'm gonna start with the inspiration part first. So yeah. it's like my parents knew at birth that I was meant to be a community leader. So my name Uma Umama, the root of it Uma actually means community. And so it's always been this passion of mine to bring people together through activities, whether it was sororities, clubs, or sports leagues. I always found it amazing that strangers could come together and problem solve together and eventually just grow together. But, you know, they throw, threw me out into the real world after college where I had to figure out my passion, my <laughs> purpose, my relationships, careers, and it sucked. I was totally lost and I recognized, okay, I have no control in my life. Let me use this fitness thing to help me find myself and meet new people. And so I've worked at it over 400 gyms across the world and played in sports leagues for over 11 years now. And I recognized uh, after talking to gym owners and talking to my friends in the fitness community that it is hard being consistent with fitness. 
Sure. The number one thing we know that's great for preventative healthcare is the thing that we would rather Netflix and chill than do. So <laughs> I recognized, you know, as I was playing flag football, that I was like, whoa, this is really cool. I have this on my schedule once a week. I'm in a team with a bunch of random strangers, but every week we come together and we're active and then we'll go out and grab a beer afterwards. And sure. I recognized as I was hosting events nationwide that People love that structure. Meet new people, have it on my calendar, and socialize afterwards. So I came mm -hmm. up with this concept of Sweat Pack, which is these recreational fitness leagues. So our concept is all about helping people sweat and socialize to help them be more consistent with fitness. Nice. Our marketplace concept helps both the gyms get consistent group revenue with these recreational teams and then helps the members find new people if they move to a new city, started a job, or just going through a new life stage and really helps them find different activities, yoga, CrossFit, bar, HIT, whatever it is, commit to a six-week schedule and meet up with your six teammates every Monday at 7 p.m. or whatever schedule you have set. That's incredible. And then what I really like about that is how it really seems like it's a symbiotic relationship for both ends of the users where the, um, the consumer gets to meet people, have fun, can uh, stay consistent with their fitness goal, fitness goals. And then the, uh, and then the gym side or the trainer side or the coach side gets to have a consistent group that he or she gets to work with and has, and, uh, and gets to expose them to their training modalities, I'm sure as well, because I'm, I'm assuming Say it's a six week six week program. Then mm -hmm. I'm um, there's been multiple opportunities or multiple situations where um, the members maybe stayed with that trainer because they yeah. developed such a good relationship or they had such a good time. Yeah, and you know it's so cool that fitness tech has evolved so much in the past few years. But it sucked that there wasn't a solution that helped both the gym owners with consistency as well as the consumer with the consistency. Everything is kind of the hopping around anti commitment model. But with us, sure. it's you know, we know that the fitness community is very powerful, but to find it, that's hard. I yeah. went on Facebook groups, meet up, I stalked people on Instagram. So I realized <laughs> it was just a very disjointed process. And at the same time, I recognized gyms were hosting their own kind of like fitness challenges and six week contests. So it was just about how do I create the technology that is the marketplace solution for both the consumer and the gyms. That's awesome. And then what, has there been any like favorite success stories or, uh, or like cool relationships or, or anything fun from that uh, that's been um, spawned from, uh, from Sweatpack yet? Yeah, you know, it's so cool. Even though we're like in our MVP beta stage with our technology, uh, mm -hmm. our hosts, we have a 100% retention rate. Meaning what? every gym that signed on with us was like, how do I sign up again? How do I get more sweat packs? Because yeah. about 20% of sweat pack members actually converted to full-time memberships at the gym. You know, they stuck around long enough to develop a relationship with the trainer that allowed them to trust that, okay, this is my gym home. And for the rest yeah. of the people, it was, hey, I want to sign up again. We have a 75% retention rate and 44% referral rate because people want to meet up with their friends. It's, it's kind of like my life hack um, to <laughs> making time for my friends because I'm so busy that I'm like, 
hey, you know what? I have 12 spots on my sweat pack kickball league. All my close friends join. We meet at the same time Thursday evening and then go out for drinks afterwards. So it's yeah. cool how much it's served a purpose for me, but as well as for other people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's always fun it's to, uh, as an entrepreneur, you're always solving problems for the world, right? <laughs> yeah. So when you can solve a problem for yourself uh, in the meantime, what a what mm -hmm. a what a win win! <laughs> oh my god, exactly. And I'm like I'm sharing my journey of being an entrepreneur so authentically and um, vulnerably on social media, so people recognize I'm not here to sell this thing. I'm genuinely here to share a solution that's worked for me and my friends, and that's mm -hmm. really why we've been able to scale to over 25 cities during the pandemic because we launched our virtual leagues, we brought on corporate sponsors from Mercedes-Benz Stadium and Adidas that has allowed us to create this brand uh, trust. And now people are like, okay, how do we get this technology rolling so we can get this out to more states? So it's a really, really cool evolution to see how much of an impact it's made already. Yeah, I mean, that's huge to take something in the fitness industry, which was hit super hard by the pandemic. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and grow is incredible. I think that speaks volumes. You don't need any further, uh, any further proof than, than, uh, than that, that what you have is valuable and authentic, right? Because I think more and more in today's world and, and today's market, uh, consumers are smart, right? Like they, yeah. they're, get, they're getting hit all the time with different ads, products, and it's cool. Like uh, there's, <laughs> there's people are being, they, there's such a platform for people to be so innovative now. But yeah. uh, as a company, um, and as a brand, people will be able to sniff you out in a hurry if you are on if you're not authentic, um, if you're if you're if you're if you're just trying to be a quick fix for something, or, you, or it's a quick uh, like multi like not all multi level marketing pro uh, programs are bad, but um, there is a stigma to that, um, and people sniff that out really really fast. Absolutely, but it comes from the founders, right? And so yeah. even all the investors we work with and all of our members, they're genuine advocates for what we're doing. And I think when you can turn your negative customer into your brand ambassador, that's when you really have something. But it really takes vulnerably sharing that and creating a brand that's about trust and solving a real problem that's allowed us to grow. Oh, for sure. And that's a lot harder than, than what it sounds yeah. like on paper, like solving a real problem, right? Because there's tons of ideas out there that sound cool on, uh, on paper, but then it's like, well, what is it, what is it even really accomplishing? It, or does, we, does anyone mm -hmm. even really need this? Uh, <laughs> like there's this example I was hearing of the other day where somebody created a um, powder that was supposed to like re, um, replace the need to eat fruit. Um, I guess it tasted just like fruit, but it was a powder. And, uh, and it had like all the like um, nutritional benefit of, of fruit, but it, it was synthetic and the guy was like yeah but why don't i just eat fruit <laughs> you know like <laughs> i mean um, here's the thing with whatever concept you come up with just be very committed to your niche and understanding who falls into that and how do you find them because you know what there are going to be some people that really hate fruit and they would go towards a powdered solution but it's how do you create this very unique brand identity that speaks directly to that consumer spot on um i couldn't agree more and then switching gears here for a second with your uh tedx talk that you have i'm really interested in you, you said it was about psychological momentum and mm -hmm. I think that's a really interesting term. What, uh, what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, so psychological momentum is something that's seen in the sports world where it's 
the outcome is affected by a positive or negative experience that uh, kind of trickles over into your next activity. So to simplify that, it's, okay, hey, I went to the gym this morning and conquered a PR run. I feel I have the endorphins, I have the power, and I'm like, okay, now what can I do next with this endorphin high? So then you go in and you ask for a raise or you know, you stand up at a board meeting and speak up for yourself. And then yeah. the next part is I go on a random date with a stranger on Hinge. It's this evolution of being able to use fitness to empower your big goals and that momentum that comes from the mindset that we learn from fitness. Yeah. A lot of us that have been that that work out consistently understand that self-trust is the biggest gift that we are gifted during our fitness journeys. We learn to commit to ourselves and follow through. We learn to have the student mentality where we learn if I fail, it's okay because I'm learning the mechanics and showing up every day. And that discipline is just the perfect combination of traits for leadership that fuel into our lifestyle, whether we want to be an entrepreneur or uh, grow as a leader or grow in our family. I think it's very, very important for us to all find that fitness routine to help us become these game-changing leaders. Oh my gosh, I couldn't agree with more. I, I love all that. And I couldn't agree with you more. It, it kind of reminds me of the um, concept of fitness being a uh, keystone habit for a lot of people yeah. where, um, you know, it's going to, uh, you know, if you are consistent with a gym routine, you're, you're right. Like when there's very rare, like what, how's the saying go? Like the hardest part of a run is putting your shoes on <laughs> um, yeah. because it, it very rarely do you regret doing some form of physical activity, right? Um, you, you're going to feel better, whether that's through endorphin releases, or there's this really interesting study that, that looked at the, um, so there's this, um, so there's this uh, form of psychology and I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not going to speak on super <laughs> deep, uh, super depth or big depth of this, but um, they would look at, or the psychologist would have somebody look at like, uh, there'd be like two, two colors of paper, we'll call it blue and yellow. And mm -hmm. she would have this, um, her clients look back from the blue and yellow paper while describing like trauma or, um, some piece, something that created like some PTSD or something that was like some anxiety driven, uh, situations. And, um, and it would actually significantly help and, and anecdote and that anecdotally, but empirically help. Wow. Um, their patients reduce their anxiety and PTSD and everything else. And um, there's this really interesting study that was ran um, with that took that same concept and applied it to running. And they looked and they tracked somebody's or they tracked a person's eyes as they're running. And they see that you're going uh, and that the person's eyes is kind of tracking back and forth in a similar pattern, because you're trying to maintain, um, or you're just trying to maintain awareness of your environment as you run. And that mm -hmm. has that same kind of calming effect and helps you and helps you get rid of anxiety and stress. Um, so on top of hormonals, there's actually like a, a psychological component too that's so much more in depth and in tune as us as a human beings than I think people truly realize. Um, but, and then when you get that, when you have that nice keystone habit of a uh, fitness, then man, it becomes a heck of a lot easier to eat a little bit better, right? And if you're eating yeah. a little bit better, you're feeling, you're, you're probably going to be 
feeling a little bit better, a little less stress, a little bit, a little less, a little less inflamed. If you're feeling a little, a little less stressed, a little less inflamed, you're probably sleeping a little bit better. If you're sleeping a little bit better, you're probably going to have a little bit more um, energy and drive to be the mom that you want to be or to be the dad that you want to be or to go ask for that raise, right? Or to be a better employee, to earn that raise or to finally jump off the, take that step off the ledge and, and start the company that you've always wanted to start. So um, yeah, I think that you're, I, you're, you're spot on with the cycle. I love that term of psychological momentum and you're right from sport into fitness and into your overall life and how they all have a carryover effect. Absolutely. Cool it's all just like what you were saying about the keystone habit. It's just about creating these winning streaks for us, but it yeah. starts with the habits. And I think what we've learned during the pandemics is, okay, let's not think about fitness as I got to go to the gym and work out. It's what do I need today to help fuel my wellness ecosystem, my mental, physical, and social well-being that will allow me to fuel the rest of my day. And it's so cool to see this evolution and we're excited to be a part of it. Oh my gosh, you're so, you're so right. I think uh, it's, really, it's really frustrating sometimes when I'm talking with people, I'm like, well, if, if you hate to run, why are you running? Are you doing? <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, that's what I have to do to lose weight. Right. I'm like, no, that's not what no. you have to do to lose weight. And matter of fact, like th that's why you're in seeing me in the clinic because now you're hurt because you don't really enjoy it and you're just kind of forcing yourself to do it. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I think but that really just comes with understanding there's a wealth, not wealth. There's a knowledge gap when it comes sure. to those people that are getting started or haven't found something that they love. And that's what I've been doing on my personal brand, which is I've been gym hopping and I'll share these gym studios and different ways of staying active. So people understand, let me go get a little uncomfortable and try something that actually works for me. Most of the time you're going to probably hate it. Do I yeah. hate spin? I'm 100 million percent do, but I can say it after going to about 20 studios across the world. But I love strength and conditioning. So it really does take exposure to shape reality. So that's why I think the cultural evolution of what an actual fitness influencer or what I like to say as a community leader is so important. And that's why the work that you're doing here is so crucial, sharing stories, sharing different ways of staying active, specifically in Atlanta, is what is going to help transform this industry. Oh, without a doubt. What? So 400 gyms, that's a ton of gyms. Was that a goal number of like, all right, I'm going to get to 400 and see how long it takes me to get there? Or was it just just kept accumulating and, and became like a, and became a uh, a momentum piece for you or momentous piece for you to uh, keep trying to get to more and more and more gems. Yeah. So this story is actually pretty selfish. Um, <laughs> I first got started with this because I got dumped and nice. I needed a new boyfriend, AKA the gym. So mm -hmm. every week I just committed to, Hey, I'm just going to go travel to a new gym by myself no expectations. I had no business goals with this. It was really just for me to try out these new places and be in a community of other people that shared this mindset. And uh, I got so uncomfortable and comfortable with getting uncomfortable that I would travel to over 15 cities by myself. And anytime I was in a new city, I was hitting up two or three gyms in a day. So it really just accumulated. And this year I've done a lot of virtual classes. So I'm up to 451 as of two weeks ago. Damn. That's a ton of gems. <laughs> but I love it. Oh my God. I'm so, it's so cool for me to like scope out the gym owners and hear yeah. their story because 
so much of them is resembled in the gym, but it really sucks that they get so bogged down with the business and the marketing and the sales that they can't focus on the community piece that they love so much. And that's why right. it was so important for me to create a really strong deep tech management software so that I could help them automate that process so they could focus more time being with the customers, being with the members and sharing that superpower of fitness with everyone. Oh my gosh. And just being part of the community more, you know, like, yeah. um, I, I think that's one of the most underrated. Uh, so without a doubt, the world is going more digital and you yeah. have to have a dig I think you have to have a digital component of, of your business um, moving forward. Right. I think if you don't, um, you're, you're, you're hurting your, you're hurting your chance of survival in the future. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I, but brick and mortar has a distinct advantage over digital where you get to truly be a part of a physical community and mm -hmm. gyms, man, what a cool, what a cool piece to bring into a community of being able to make them healthier, more confident, um, get to give them the confidence to, to go ask for that raise or to go be a better parent or a better spouse, or, um, just to be more empowered for their own personal endeavors. Um, I think that that, uh, I think that's a very underrated portion of being, especially a gym and a community, um, that your, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, well, your, your, your sweat pack, um, your, or your technology that you're creating is allowing gyms to one, become even more entrenched with that, with, with their, with the different challenges and everything else and the long-term relationships that you're trying to develop. But then two also kind of takes off their plate entirely from like a, from a marketing standpoint mm -hmm. um, to allow uh, for on the digital side to allow them to be more focused on the community and in-person side. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you mentioned that, you know, digital is here to stay and our industry needs to understand we need to create an omni-channel response. But mm -hmm. just like the founder of Peloton said, when they were first trying to raise investment, the reason it was so hard is because fitness technology is so outdated. People yeah. don't, don't believe that fitness has this opportunity, but they're hungry for innovation. And so, you know, we've seen so many great players come in the industry with technology, but it's how do we create this complementary fitness ecosystem that allows gyms to have both the digital approach, but also the bread and butter, which is the in-person experience. And that's why we've strategically placed Sweatpack as that complementary fitness tool because we recognize digital fitness is here to stay. People are going to use their Pelotons and their apps and whatnot, but they're going to be looking for that once, twice, three times a week activity to complement it in person. And that's really where Sweatpack comes in to help people find that and then also automate that journey. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, the and, and you're spot on because I think what uh because it's exactly what you talked about before. It's like, man, I created this as a way for almost like a life hack for me to be able to keep up with my friends, right? <laughs> exactly. Like you can do that over a Zoom call all you want, like, but it's not. It does. It will never replace the the impact of being able to meet up in person with somebody or to um, have that coach give you that 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 touch or, or that in-person uh, relationship, you just mm -hmm. can't replace that over technology, I guess yet, you know, who knows? Um, <laughs> um, I mean, they're innovating, but it's definitely, I'm back at the gym now. It's been like a month and I'm just like a totally another whole nother person. Um, when I have that gym ecosystem around me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and, and it's just, uh, and it's just fun too. Like, uh, what type of gym do you go to right now? 
Yeah. Um, you know, because most of the gyms in Atlanta are my clients, I like yeah. to be off when I'm working out. So For I do sure. go to more of the big box gyms that I've sworn not to bring on as clients. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I'm in a, I, I go, I have this, um, I'm a little bit of, I call myself like a gym gypsy as well. Um, <laughs> trying to like bounce around and show face and be, and be in front of as many gyms as we can just mm -hmm. to make sure that we can help as many as we can. Um, but then, um, my, I, I call it like my home gym, I guess it's definitely just like this little hole in the wall place out by my, out by my house out in uh, Smyrna. And I was like, nobody will know me here. I'll be able to, just, <laughs> I'll be able to just like put, throw my headphones in yep. do my thing not have to talk to anybody. And of course it was crazy. Like the first like week I was there, two people came in that new me. I was like, Oh my gosh, I had oh no idea. <laughs> well, Hey, that just speaks to how much of an impact you're making. So that's, yeah, I guess thing. that's not a bad thing. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I totally get no. it from like the wanting to be off standpoint, but yeah, I mean, even just being in an environment like a big box gym though, I think like, you know, there's that extra layer of, um, uncertainty, I guess, because it is a pandemic, but just being around other people, I mean, humans are just social mm -hmm. creatures. So, um, yeah. just to have the opportunity to be around other people, have like, um, maybe some like a spontaneous conversation kind of pop up or some, um, or, or, or just, there's going to be people that you meet on a consistent basis. There's something very human about being around other people in a situation like oh, that. Yeah. And thinking about just how the remote landscape of work has transformed the gym mm -hmm. is honestly for some people, the only social uh, connection that they get all day long. So right. it is a, crucial part of that social experience and human belonging. Um, mm -hmm. I personally know that when you show up consistently to a gym, you people start to recognize you. It's kind of like that head nod of like, hey, I see you. <laughs> it's and like then, a cheap wave. It's like the gym yeah, nod, right? <laughs> exactly. And it makes you feel wanted. It makes you feel seen. And uh, so much during the pandemic, a lot of us have lost that sense of belonging. And, you know, Zoom calls can only do so much. So I think that that community is so important and I can definitely say my favorite compliment in the gym is oh my god your worth ethic is amazing I didn't want to interrupt you and I think yeah. that reminds me uh, just in this entrepreneurial path that you know we'll always be in these crowded gyms whether it's a gym or uh, competition or whatever but it's recognizing I'm here for me I'm here with a plan and to follow through. I'll be respectful of the people around me, but ultimately I'm going to activate my blinders and stay focused yeah. on the goal. And really all of those concepts are part of this athlete mentality that comes with psychological momentum. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Uma, if I'm sorry, do you go by Uma? Umama. <laughs> Umama. Okay. Yeah. Umama, if, if, um, if somebody wanted to reach out to you or if they wanted to learn more about sweat pack or they wanted to learn more about psychological momentum, what would be the best way for them just to kind of get into your ecosystem or just to learn more about how their, your product may be able to help them? Yeah. Well guys, I am your friend. Just slide in my DM. Uh, <laughs> the best way to connect with me is shoot me a video on smallandstrong.co on Instagram. Um, I vulnerably share the highs and lows of this journey. Uh, my fitness journey of trying to figure out how to work out and meeting really cool trainers all across the world. So uh, definitely do that. LinkedIn is where you're going to see more of my business and startup content. And then some fun stuff on TikTok nowadays. So I uh, definitely look forward to connecting with you. Yeah, awesome. Well, Umama, I really appreciate your time this evening. And uh, you're doing some incredible things for not just Atlanta's fitness scene, but the uh, is it international? Are, is that the goal to go international? <laughs> 
Absolutely. We've already got talks right now. The international fitness scene. So I really appreciate your time. Keep fighting the good fight. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for having me. You guys have a great day. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.